Welcome to episode 11 of Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and today on the show, we have band manager Jan Powers. Jan and I actually go back to the college radio days at KBVU The Edge. He was doing radio when I got there, and uh, we joined forces and co-hosted my first ever show together, The Four Hours of Power. We'll talk about that a little bit in the show, along with another show that we came up with, which was the indie show where we interviewed and uh, played music from independent and unsigned bands. So Jan has a lot of history with bands playing in them, getting bands introduced to people, and now he's taken that step into the management role and he talks a little bit about what that entails and what he looks for in a band when uh, looking at a potential client to manage. So You will definitely want to listen to this episode. He also reveals another area of entertainment he'd like to get into. He'd like to start managing comedians. So if you're an up-and-coming comedian looking for a manager, maybe you and Jan would be a good fit. Jan is making his way across the country with the band The Danger Kids. He's uh, doing their merch for him, which ironically is the way he got started out managing bands. Just a foot in the door, sometimes that's all you need. You should check him out at one of the tour dates and let him know that you heard him here on Uncontained. The tour starts off April 26th in Ohio, then heads out east to New York, and then down to Florida, Texas, out to the West Coast here in uh, California mid-May, and then wraps up again at the end of May in Ohio. So you can uh, get that on the Danger Kids website, and uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes for you afterwards. But right now, enough talk. Let's get Uncontained Episode 11 started with band manager Jan Powers. What's going on, Jan? How you doing, man? Good, dude. So what? Uh, what's new, man? We haven't fucking talked in God knows how long. I know, man. Um, I'm out in California now. I've been out here for three and a half, four years now. Nice. Where at? Um, up there. Up in the Bay Area. Nice. That's where the story so far is from. It's a band that I listen to. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're pretty pretty decent size, man. I mean, they have like a pretty good following. Right on, right on. I guess the 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 main the main thing about this podcast to me is like. What's the what's the end game? The podcast is about partially bullshitting, partially, you know, if you have something you want to promote, we promote it. I talk to you about what you do a little bit. And then also in my podcast, there's the aspect of have you listened to any of them yet? Dude, I have not um, gotten a chance. You son I, of a bitch. I know. I'm looking it up right now. I'm going to subscribe. <laughs> God. <laughs> All right. Well, I um, I. I asked like the bands and entertainers like what advice they have to give to uh, upcoming people um, because I kind of I want to get interviews with bands and entertainers, comedians of all levels because I think that the advice that the people at the top give you that have quote unquote already made it don't doesn't necessarily apply to the person just getting off the couch all the time. You know, it may be a little bit over their head. Yeah, I'm uh I'm actually taking a mentor course with Incubus's old manager Steve Rennie and um it's it's pretty much over now but all the all the stuff that he's telling me is like cool I get it I should be working for a larger management firm uh out in LA I should be doing that shit but 
you know, I always liked, uh, I like, I, I, I don't know. It's an existential question, I guess. Cause you're like, do I leave the projects I'm working on? And like his advice is like, fuck yeah, you leave. But then it's like, dude, then there'd be no ground up success story. It'd be me sucking proverbial dick out in LA being some guy's fucking assistant. You know what I mean? Maybe that's cool. Maybe that's what fucking managers are supposed to do, but I have, I have no idea, you know? Yeah, I think you kind of have like the like artist approach to it still, though. Not just, but I think what he's giving you is like the business approach. Like, fuck all the little people, go for yourself. Uh, you still like being in bands and back from when we were in uh, at Buena Vista on KBVU, working like trying to get bands exposure on the indie show and oh, yeah. four hours of power and everything. Still want to bring something from the ground up. Feel like you're creating something instead of just you know. Uh, jumping in and just making a profit off somebody else's work. It's it's uh I just I just don't even know. I don't even know what the right decision is. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know it's one. It's kind of like uh, can you deal with giving up what you have right now, the bands that you're working with, to just make a paycheck? And if you're just making a paycheck, will that make you as happy as? you know, trying to work with bands and bringing them up. It's even, it's even more than that. He, uh, he says that if, you know, that's where all the action is. This is like stuff you don't get to see cause you're not on that level. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know, I guess let's, let's just, uh, let's just take a step back and like, do you do like, uh, you know, the beginning of the podcasting or are we in the middle of it right now? <laughs> We've already started. Dude. Oh We've already boy. Started. All right. So here we. This is, my, <laughs> this is my second podcast, and I'm uh, goddamn. I'm always like, are we starting? And then the guys always like, yeah, we're we're uh, we're going right now. Anyway, let I'll let you. I, go ahead, man. Don't no, go. You you finish. Dude, you finish. I was just saying that I get so damn confused because usually, uh, if I if I were having a podcast, I'd be like, all right, man, we're on now. We'll actually do a three, two, one, and we go, and then uh, you know, but uh, no, we're in the middle of it. You see, podcasts are a little bit different. I actually used to do like the intro, like, hey, we're sitting here with Jan Powers, uh, band manager and all that stuff. But when you with podcasts, you go back and re you record an intro to it before like that you play before. So you do all the intro stuff there. So you introduce like who they are and everything uh, pre-show before you roll it. And that uh, way you can go. actually go in the opening to the podcast. You can go back and talk about what you did talk about in the show. Just be like, hey, in this show, we talk about, you know, how Incubus Manager said you should sell your soul and sell out your uh, bands. See, that's not you know? that's not what I'm saying. That's, that's <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get shit twisted, brother. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, it's, I'm just messing with God them, man. damn. Old, old Steve will hear this shit and fucking strangle my ass when I come uh, come out there to L.A. Here, um... No, I don't have anything <laughs> against Incubus uh, Manager. You got to do what you got to do, man. You know, it's, it's and to me, it's to me, it's like, do I do I go and do that and try to make that my mission, or do I continue to sacrifice quote unquote regular life for the next year or two to be the biggest in these bands' careers? And that's when we really hit it hard. Um, that's just a question that I have to find out my on my own on my own way. And once I find that out and I'm, I'm leaning towards like, you know, dude, I don't want to be a fucking bootlicker, dude. Like I fucking, you know, run the show here and it's going to be hard to fucking go from 
show runner to just regular runner where I'm getting people's coffee, you know? And I'll- yeah, yeah. Damn. I, uh, I, I really appreciate you wanting me to be on this podcast. I feel like there's a, there's, there, it's just the new wave of communication and, you know, uh, a lot of people, you know, have, have, uh, stuff they listen to that's not exactly um educational or what have you and i feel like what you're doing on here is you're trying to let new brand new people going into the industry get to hear from people that are you know on the verge so to speak yeah on the verge some like closer to getting started out and you know i want to hear like the challenges that bands are facing comedians are facing i've actually interviewed somebody who mainly does like open mic comedy uh so far that, that'll be uh coming up soon or i don't know if i'll air it before i air things out of order a little bit so uh yeah the one thing is, is i want to find a fucking comedian to manage i like uh that, i think that it'd be like pretty much the same thing because at the beginning all of your all of my bands are playing gigs to their friends and the people that kind of support them outside of their friend circle. And I feel like that's the same in comedy, just starting out. You're hoping your buddies come to see you at the open mic and fucking, you know, that type of stuff. And it's uh it would be awesome to fucking manage a comedian. That's all I have to say. If comedians out there, get a hold of me. I'm well looking to represent one. So <laughs> it's actually pretty much the same thing. I, I, I can uh, vouch for that from seeing friends in bands trying to promote and me uh, doing open mics and stuff like that, you know, trying to get people to come to the show, promoting it. Hey, man, I'm here. Check this out. Come in, uh, see this show or I just got on this show with big names as they come through. What That doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make it, but it's a cool thing to put under your belt. It's your bio piece, man. I uh, I just always found that because um, I I went to I guess scout uh, some some comedians here, and they're just not fucking funny. And it's one thing to like in band side side of things where you're like where you're like, all right, these songs sound great, but you're bad live. Like comedy is like it, that, that's it. You just got to be good live, you know. And there's yeah, you know, and uh, you know, some people get better that type of stuff, but. I mean, I haven't been like stepping out of the gates like, hey, let's fucking work together. You know what I mean? That type of stuff yet. But and I, I just think it's a, it's a parallel, you know, very, very definitely a parallel. Yeah. You know, you'll see if you go to open mics and stuff like that, you'll find some people who have uh, have some talent. And just like if you go to band shows, you'll find some people who have talent and then you'll find the ones that are just there to you know, do something on the weekend. It's their their version of going out to the club. Yeah, it's like it's their it's their hobby. You know, let let's go do some comedy and have some drinks. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just, it's just them having fun. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. But uh, so I guess if you had any questions, like fucking let's rock and roll and let's see what's uh, going on, or is this more so just like fucking let's shoot the fucking breeze, bruh? Well, I got some questions and I got, uh, you know, can shoot the breeze and kind of go where it flows. That's kind of what I try to do. Go off of what you have. But uh, we'll get started. How did you get into managing bands? So what happened is, is uh, in 2008, uh, I started a clothing company and I put out some shirts, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I lost a lot of money doing that. So I quit. But in the meantime, I started selling merch for bands on tour and then tour managing, and then I got into a few bands asking me for help. So I just started managing bands. 
And, you know, as, as a manager, you, this is probably the easiest position to get into in the entertainment industry because you can just tell yourself that you're a manager and you can tell other people, I'm a manager. And you really, that's pretty much, pretty much it. The, where you um, start oh. to see, you know, the more people getting into what you're doing is when you have your client roster is doing great things and that type of stuff. So, but anyway, you know, I've been doing this management thing. This is year six. And according to like some folks it takes 10 years to make a career at 10,000 hours stick. You know what I mean? That type of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're getting close to the fucking career part right now. It's mostly trying to, you know, get to get to find those horses that run, so to speak, or perhaps just making sure that the bands that you are working with or the artists that I'm working with, um, you know, are getting what they need to get into at this stage in the game. Okay. And how do you go about finding the bands uh, that uh, you work with? Um, you know, that's a good, that's a great question. Mostly it's just um, scouring the internet and listening to everything and sending messages out to bands that I might like. Recently, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of did myself dirty, I guess. I signed up a lot of bands and, you know, I was like, this is so awesome. I'm so excited. And then you just find out that some bands, um, aren't, aren't like the others, you know, they might be uh, a little less apt to want to communicate, uh, a little less apt to want to do work, you know, sitting on the couch, fucking watching Netflix is really easy. Promoting your band, <laughs> promoting your band, it takes a little work. Some people, uh, they don't really like that work part. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of like, you know, parting ways with some of my artists here because, you know, sometimes you just got to go. And if, and if things come full circle and that band starts winning, that's great. I hope that, you know, getting fucking dropped <laughs> is a catalyst, you know, but yeah, yeah, whatever it might be. But yeah, that is uh, awesome. Like what should a band be doing to promote themselves? Well, um, first it starts with great songs um get into get into writing 20 songs if you're gonna try to record record like five you know write 20 songs record five demo those songs out do a lot of pre-production but after you have the songs man you really really need to spend the money on a great producer don't go to your buddy's studio don't self-record you haven't put out any fucking awesome records that you've recorded you know and um, unless you have then fucking do it yourself but, you know, go to someone who's a professional, who's put out records that you love the way they sound. Because your rec your songs are going to need to have that justice. You know what I mean? It's like it's like doing a podcast. And let's say I'm the one who is who is the host of the podcast, but I don't have a fucking microphone. You know what I mean? You're, <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing yourself an injustice. So you might as well save up and buy the microphone to do your podcast or go into the studio with the producer. After you have those songs... Fucking put them out. And you know what, man? Don't just put them on iTunes and say, I released my record. You know, think about three, six, eight months before your record starting your marketing campaign. In this day and age, you need to document everything professionally so you can have great media to put out during that rollout up to the release of the record. You know, so I mean, document everything professionally. What do you mean by that? Um, you know, maybe you have a videographer friend come in and you know, uh, vi videotape you at, uh, in the studio, 
at shows, maybe doing some like confessional booth stuff, like in the on, on real world, you know, where they have like, oh, Jim shit in my Cheerios this morning. I'm so fucking, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, uh, but uh, right but you know, have that type of stuff. And it's you're you're basically in a day and age where we're about to be to the point where everyone streams everything everywhere. And if you don't have the media that goes along with that, like a video, like a pretty much your own television show, you're going to fall behind real fast. So you need to be bands, advanced artists today, even comedians, put yourself out there, do, create high quality media. And if it's fucking funny or if the songs resonate, you're going to find an audience. Yeah. And I guess what you're saying is people want, want to have that inside look at what you're doing too. want to have like full access to the people they're interested in. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a there's a time and the place to be mysterious for sure. But, you know, you want to nurture your audience and your audience probably wants to see what you're doing outside of just getting on stage and playing a show. Yeah. And. It is awesome nowadays. It's almost a little scary how easy that is to do. Like back in the day, I remember you used to have to buy like the band's DVD just to see anything of them or watch MTV and hope that a band you like is featured. There's there's a definite correlation between the amount of media coming out now with the with the with the whole streaming service thing but it also comes back to the amount of people who shouldn't be in the industry putting stuff out because it's just easy to do you know yeah what do you do to um have your bands or have your stuff rise above that stuff that's coming out that shouldn't be coming out it's uh so it gets noticed you know it's it right now it's getting my bands together with the right producers i will 100 percent say that a lot of the producers that work with me in the past are great and they helped us get to this moment where we're able to go to great producers but now we're at the point where, you know what, let's go. If you want to work with the big boys and, and the record labels, all type of stuff, you got to work with the big boys in the producing side of things, too. So let's take a couple of my bands, for example. Um, we have Before the Streetlights. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say or not say, so I'm a fucking manager. I'm going to roll with it. So I'm Say just whatever say you it, want, man. You know what I mean? Um, Before the Streetlights are going to go in the studio this August with Will from Cartel. And that's one of the bands that was around like 10, 12 years ago that a- absolutely reminds me of what these what these kids are because they're 21 years old and they, ha- they haven't put out a full length record yet. You know, so if we get them into the studio as someone of that caliber, you know, great things are bound to happen through through great work. Um, we have another band called Caught Up in a Dream who's going to the studio with Ace Enders from the early November in May. That's another same same type of thing. I mean. Dylan from Caught Up in a Dream, um, his favorite artist is the early November. So it's absolutely phenomenal. It'd be, Render, it'd be like if you got to learn how to do podcasting from fucking Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. And the, on Monday, the Weekend Classic are going into the studio with Seth Henderson, who produced Real Friends and Knuckle Puck. And those two bands have influenced the Weekend Classic sound because these guys are just 20 years old. You know what I mean? They're fucking damn kids. You know, they're stuff that i was listening to like failure they've never heard of they've never heard of hum you know what i mean those type of bands um you know and then we have forever and never going into the studio this july with arun bali from saves the day you know that that's fucking awesome dude 
Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of other bands like um, they're going to the studio with someone maybe maybe not as prolific, but you know someone who knows how to get the fucking job done, like you versus yesterday and Nick Ingram and uh, that type of stuff. But you know, to be honest, it's um, it's you just have to put yourself where where you can create the best product. Okay. All right. That's definitely good advice right there. And okay. You as a manager, um, have a certain role to play with the bands. Uh, what, like for a band that's looking for a manager, like what should their expectations be when looking for a manager? This, this is really, this is really a fuck, a fucking weird question. If you ask me, because um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's I'm I'm trying to get an answer out here where I can I can stop bands from thinking certain things about if they get a manager, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. If you get a manager, it, that person should live, breathe, and die your band. And you know that 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 person, guy or girl, whoever it is, should be there to help you facilitate all of your goals and the way that you want to you know portray yourself but also that manager should be there to tell you the realistic things like hey man you're not working hard enough or hey man maybe you should save up money and go to this producer instead of your songs always coming out and sounding all right or maybe like it's quality control is what i'm saying and some some people don't like to be be told that they need to do do better at things. And you know, and, and if you don't like to be told that you need to do better, then you probably shouldn't get a manager. You should probably just you know play play your guitar at home and stay at home. <laughs> and uh, you know, this industry is rough. I'm sure that like even in comedy, you know what I mean? Like you, people have probably told comedians, dude, your fucking jokes are. They're they're not great, and you need to work. You have to have work a thick on them, skin, you know. And and exactly, you need you need to and you need to be able to trust somebody. So if you're looking for a manager, you know the honeymoon phase is for me now two weeks. I know enough about a band after two weeks of working with them whether I want to stick around or not. And that first two weeks, you have a a manager on board. You should be hitting that manager up and badgering the hell out of them. What are we doing next? What's the plan? What's going on? What can we do? What's the calendar saying? Do we need to plug in some dates? We need to do all this stuff. We need to get on track. And a lot of bands go, I got a manager. He'll make everything happen, and I'll just get to sit back and uh, write songs. You know, that's that's not real. You know, that's that's some bullshit if you ask me. You know, it's uh, you work. It's like let's say you get signed to a label. You're going to have to work harder than ever before. It's not like the label's just going to do everything for you. Let's say you get signed to a booking agency. You know, the, the booking agent's not just going to be able to put you on these great tours. You have to go out there and make friends with the bands. You know what I mean? That's how you do it, you know? Friends of bands. I always see bands like, oh, I wonder why that band got that spot. Well, it's because they're their fucking friends, you know? They like to tour with their friends, you know? So yeah. you got to get in that inner circle, and it that's just... That's just like any. That's just. That's why I want to manage a stand-up comedian so bad, is because it's like the parallels are uncanny. Yeah, it's all about networking, you know. Uh, yeah, if it's who knows you, not who you know, you know. Like if one person knows you, be like, hey, that guy was good on this, or that guy's fun. I'll give him a chance over this guy who might actually be a little bit more qualified, but 
you know, the person knows the one person. So he's like, he's going to get that chance if he thinks he's capable of it. That was that was perfect, my man. Render, dude, that was a perfect, perfect line. It's not who you know. It's who knows you. That was awesome. I'm stealing that. So go for it. My so man. <laughs> I, I've actually stolen it right now. So um, I've actually trademarked that phrase. So if you say that phrase, um, you have to you'll owe me 97 cents. Uh, Sorry, man. It's already <laughs> been documented on this show. And plus, many people have already said it. Oh, so it's probably God. public domain by now. But right. nice try. I, nice I, try. You know, I, I try. And sometimes you strike out and you go back to the, the, the fucking whatever. I don't know. A baseball analogy, some sort. But anyway, but that, that, that right there is a good lesson about the entertainment business. Yeah. Strike out and then you got to get back up and do it. It's um, it's. It's not easy, that's for sure. Um, nobody likes to lose, you know. And the in the in the beginning, you're gonna lose ninety five percent of the time. You're not gonna get a yes every time you ask for something. You're not gonna get a million fans after playing playing you know five or ten shows. You're not gonna you're not fucking a man. You're not gonna get a thousand fans after playing that many shows, you know. So it's one of those things where you got to just keep doing it. And once you hit that, like we were talking about before, that 10 years, 10,000 hours type of thing, if you don't suck, you should have made a career by then. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's it, you know? That is true. If you don't suck, you should have made a career by now. Or if you haven't made a career by now, you need to reevaluate what is going wrong. You know, it could be that you have the talent still, but are missing one of the key elements, like the promotion you were talking about. Exactly. It's uh, you should you should be shamelessly promoting your content if you're good. If you're if your buddies say you're good, that's cool. But they're gonna say that they're they're gonna be nice. They're not gonna tell you fucking Randy, you suck. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're <laughs> not they're not gonna say that. They might if they're if they're a really good friend, but you know. But if you have multiple outside sources from people that you don't know saying, wow, that's awesome. That's some kind of real world feedback you should drive after and continue to do it. You know, a lot of the things like, like I said earlier, I started a clothing company, like a t-shirt fucking graphic design business. And, you know, I did that for a while and it's not that I was bad at it. I just didn't want to do it. So there might be, you might find a different side of the industry you want to work in. You know what I mean? So it's all about just trying as many things as you can and finding out what you truly love. Yeah, yeah. Was that applicant? Yeah. Was that your clothing line? Oh, yeah. You were actually working on that in like 2004, 2005 when uh, we were at BVU. Ah, uh, where is my life? Oh, my God. So I'm, uh, so that takes us way back. Um, God damn, that that's interesting. That was the days of uh, a lot of smoking fucking weed and fucking hanging out <laughs> and skipping class and fucking uh, you know that was that was those were the days where I should have just like I stayed at home and not went to college. But uh, you know whatever. <laughs> well, you know you 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 found out a few things, you know, and then you got uh, you got a chance to work with bands with the radio station as well. You actually helped get me into radio. I did my first show with you when we combined our two shows of four hours of power. I, I those were the best days of my life. I like even though I just said those were the worst days of my life, you know. <laughs> but, 
those were those were some great times, man. Like I, that's why when I saw your podcast come out and like, because I we're 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 buddies on the old Facebook here. Oh yeah, uh, I was like, dude, this is awesome. I'm I'm surprised it took so long for you to get into it, but I like I want to after this we'll talk offline. I want to help out like all the in any way that I can to help make this podcast bigger, better, more awesome. Um, that would be awesome, dude. Um, I, I also like doing consulting things, you know, like, and those things are just because I like to help, help people out. And I think that that's, that's one thing that a lot of people are really bad at. They like to help themselves out more than they like to help, um, you know, the, than, than the other person that you know that if they teamed up, they, awesome things could happen. So in all honesty, man, it's it's great to catch up with you, and it's great to be on the podcast here, and, uh, you know, that type of stuff. But I guess let's continue on. Now, to go along with what you were just saying there, a lot of people who do just focus on themselves find themselves not finding other people wanting to help them later on. Like, helping people out is what gets people to come around and be like, hey, that dude helped me out when I needed it. I'll throw help his way now that he needs it. And that's kind of what this podcast is about, too, like helping out other artists get their voice out and helping the artists that are wanting to start out in an entertainment business maybe take that first step off the couch. Oh, yeah. It's it's all about getting out there and getting in into the game. You know, you the, like the old adage, you can't you can't win if you don't play. You know what I mean? Damn lotto reference. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> don't play the fucking lottery. Jesus Christ. That's not what I meant. Like, I, I don't want people to go out there and go, oh, damn, the guy. Really... I got the Powerball. Like, no, the lottery and sports, they're all made to train you to be a fucking slug. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to step off topic and get out of there real quick because I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of how humanity is fucked. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, okay. We'll change the subject. We'll go back a little ways. Like you said, you got into management by doing merch for other bands, but how do you get into doing merch for other bands? Like how, what was, what got you hooked up with uh, selling merch on people's tours? It was, um, it was that clothing company. I'd sponsored some bands and um, I was just like, Hey, do you think if you, do you have a merch person or at the time, you know, a merch guy, now I think of it as a merch bitch, but uh, you know I'm gonna go I'm gonna go out there and be a merch bitch here for a minute here in, in May or in April and in May. I actually saw that on uh, Facebook. I don't remember what band was that. They're, Who are you going out with? They're called Danger Kids, and uh, you know they're this generation's um, you know I would say Lincoln Park, you know Hybrid Theory days. They're about to put out um, their media aura, I guess you could say. Um, their record's been done for a while. They're working on putting it out. I have no idea, to be honest with you, when or whenever it's going to come. But um, the fucking band is amazing. They're amazing live. Um, I might happen to see you. We're out there in California for fucking four days here. So if you can make it out, I would, it would be awesome, you know? Yeah, I actually looked at the tour dates. It looks like it's mostly like Southern Cal, like uh, San Diego. Um, yeah, Los Angeles, yeah. San Diego, Anaheim, Orangevale. Yeah, that's all. That's all SoCal. That's about probably about eight hour drive from here. Damn, damn it. What about is Portland closer to you or what? Portland, Oregon. I'm that's probably about the same. Actually, you need to you need to get an off date tour <laughs> in the Bay Area. 
We uh, we do have an off day on the 18th. Uh, maybe we'll stay at your crib. Probably not. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a small apartment, man. It's not like the Midwest. You can't get a big apartment for like what I'm paying now for rent. My half of the rent would get a whole like big like two bedroom, two and a half bath apartment in like Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's, uh, it's it's the price you pay for people out there being they're doing what you're doing. Like I would. I, if I if I could afford okay so let's back up one second I sacrifice just about everything to do what I do and the one thing that I do sacrifice is being able to to roll around in piles of money <laughs> you know and um, I just think it's it's because that you have to pay to get out there and it, it takes people that aren't in the game and who don't want to be in it it takes them out right away they're like I'd rather live in Missouri. You know what I mean? I'd rather, yeah. you know, it's cheaper, but, um, you know, I just think that, um, I love, I love it out there. I will make my way out there at some point. Um, my heart kind of tells me to, to go and get a big win, um, in, in, in Nashville first. That's just what my gut's telling me, but I could, right I, I could be wrong, but, um, you know, that's, that's kind of it. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't roll around in the dollars out here any either. I like roll around in like a dollar worth of quarters, and that's about you're as like, much money as I'm rolling around in. In like one of the quarters, it starts starts to be miss miss ends up missing, and you, you can't find it, you know, and that type of stuff. I don't I don't know where I was going with that. Let's go back to um, other things. From the sounds of it, you are going to a proctologist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah. we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on. So. I know you've given out a lot of advice already, but uh, what are what's some advice that you would give a band that is starting out like day one, getting together and starting to write music? Well, if we're if they're just starting to write music, the number one thing you need to do is write a song a day. And I'm not talking about like the whole shebang, the whole like verse, chorus verse you know chorus bridge chorus and i'm not i'm talking about write a verse write a chorus hum some melodies over it if you dig it you know that's that's cool put it on the shelf and come back to it later and flesh it out with your band but if you can write a song a day like in in that type of mentality then dude holy shit after a year you wrote 365 songs you know what i mean it's like it's like let's take comedians for example you know if they wrote a joke a day and they were like, all right, well, fucking let's say half the jokes suck. You still have like 150 fucking jokes you're about to use and mold. And then and then you don't have enough time for that many fucking jokes. You know what I mean? You don't have HBO specials every year. You want to narrow. <laughs> so it's it's like it's just, just doing the fucking work, man. And that that's it. If I had advice to a band that's just starting out, do the fucking work. Don't be fucking lazy. Don't do anything that isn't considered work. So let's say, let's say your buddies go, dude, let's go have some drinks, man. And you're in the middle of a writing session and you're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm on fire right now. Well, fuck, I want to have a drink with Randy. Randy is another fucking example that I use because I don't have any friends named Randy. So I always, use, <laughs> I always use Randy as a name as like an imaginary person. But anyway, well, fuck, I'll go out with Randy tonight and have some drinks. Dude. You were just you were just in it right there. It's like, why not just say, Randy, no, fuck off, dude. I'm in the middle of like making my career happen here. And if I go out with you, I'll I won't have a career, 
because you don't have a career in music or you don't have a career in comedy. You know what I mean? You're just you just are a slug. <laughs> you you work for someone else and you're not an entrepreneur. So I don't want to hang out with Randy actually anymore. I don't ever want Randy to call me. I'm going to actually block Randy's phone number because Randy is a fucking friend that I don't need to have around because it's different when you when you have this aspect of your life that is an artistic thing. You need, you need to surround yourself with people who want you to win and who are there to support you and who are you and you're there to support them. And if that's the only people that should be in your lives, people think that, oh, it's so hard to, you know, tell someone I don't want to hang out with them anymore because blah, blah. No, just fucking tell them, dude, I'm on it. I'm on a mission to win fucking as a as a. Uh, musician or as a fucking comedian I'm on a mission to win and you're dragging me down even if it's just having beers on Sunday night Sunday night's my writing day man I gotta I gotta stay home and fucking stop calling me on Sundays you know what I mean that's that's it it's just a lot of people like to do stuff that's not the work it's easy to sit at home and watch a daredevil on Netflix dude it's easy to sit at home and listen to fucking George Carlin audiobooks every fucking day and go god damn i wish i was that fucking funny and like god damn how did he get that funny it's because he wrote all the time every day his whole fiber and his whole being was being a writer you know what i mean and like that was that's it yes now if you're listening to george carlin book audiobooks as a reference as an educational tool that's one thing but if you're just doing it wishing that you were like George Carlin, that's another thing. You know, if you do the listening to the audiobook and then writing jokes afterwards, dude, it's just then you got something. It's getting inspiration, getting inspired, and that's pretty hard too. Um, getting inspired is actually um, it's one of the things that I try to do for my artists. I try to get them inspired, and you really can only rally the troops up to a certain point. And then it's up up to them to want to do it. And if they don't have that want to do it, then, you know, they should just keep their day job and stop fucking my life up by fucking not being all in. You know, that's just to be frank. Right on. Um, is there anything that that you particularly want when looking? Oh, what I, what I want in a new artist is what you're trying to trying to say. I would say this. I would say you need to have great songs and I'll work with you, but you need to want those great songs to reach the world and you need to have a vision or at least a big fucking dream about how you want them to, to reach the world and we'll do it. And, and I, would, I, would love, I would love for that to happen because to be honest, I hope my bands are fucking listening to this shit Get up off the fucking couch. Stop fucking hanging out with Randy. Fucking do some band work. <laughs> fuck Randy. Christ. Yeah, fuck Randy, dude. That's, that's Jesus, my God. But no, if they're if bands, if you're listening, if you're on my roster and you're listening to this podcast right now, I fucking love you to death. But fucking get in it to win it. My God. That's that's it. All right, man. So what are your goals for this year? You seem to be very goal driven. Oh, this year, man, my goal is my my realistic goal is to get all of my bands to record a great record and show that record to as many people as I can, 
you know, and see if we can't get some other team members on board. That's that's my real real goal. If I can get some other team members on board with my bands, then shit will start fucking happening. Now, another goal is to get my bands in that right space where they can tell themselves, I got to do the band thing full time, 100 percent. And there, there are bands that I manage that, that definitely have them. There are also bands that I manage that they're, they're like, you know, it's a little too risky for me to, for, to do the band thing full time. And you know what? This whole industry is fucking risky. Get over it. Do it. And if you want to do it, fucking go out and we'll fucking team up and make sure that the risks are, are lowered. You know, that's, that's my job, you know, to help you lower the risk and help you get into the right right places so you you can thrive. Awesome goals. How can people get a hold of you? Say a comedian wants to reach out to you or another band wants to reach out to you. Uh, how can they reach out to you to become uh, one of your bands or comedians? You, you can go to janpowersmgmt.com um, and you can click on send a message and I will reply um i religiously check my email so if you don't get a response it's because i checked out your songs or your fucking material online and i didn't think they were good should they should they send you audio clips or yeah, video or anything anything dude i'll i will uh i will watch a youtube video of someone playing on their guitar you know what i mean i would it, let's take comedians for example I would watch a YouTube video of you in, in your in your apartment giving your fucking, you know, your uh, your spiel, you know, giving your your gig online just to a YouTube video. No audience because I'll fucking either laugh or not. You know, I love comedy, man. I love jokes, you know, and I love uh, a well-crafted joke. So, you know, if, if I think it's funny, I'm not the fucking the fucking comedy god or the music god, but like. I like to think that I have good good taste, you know, and uh, yeah, just send me anything, man. Fucking be creative. All right. And would you like like press releases or anything like that or like press that they have received, like just to show that they've been out there or is that too much or would you just find that online? Person Personally, I, I don't give a shit about press um, releases when I'm um, looking at new stuff. I, I do like crafting them and helping um, get my bands pressed and that type of stuff. But, you know, to be honest, it's all about the, the, the song or, or I, like I said, man, I don't manage comedians so, or, or the jokes. You know, I would love, I would love to. But it it's all starts with a great song or a great fucking joke. And you're like, dude, wow, you, you, got, you, got, you, you, got, you got something that could pull some people in here. If we just mar- if we just put the marketing machine behind you, which is just creative ideas to expose you to a newer, larger audience. That's it. People like, oh, marketing. Ah, shut the fuck up. It's you need people to fucking know about you. You know what I mean? So it's it's just it's just the fact of the matter is that I would say there's a large, large amount of people that are, are great at what at, at music or comedy that never are heard because they didn't want to be. If you want to be heard, you'll get heard. Like you if you if that's it, you know? 
That's it. It sounds so fucking simple, but if you want to be heard, you'd you'd book a fucking show and fucking make people come hell or high water, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. It uh, shows a little bit of motivation, too, and dedication and all, you know, all the stuff that you need to succeed. What uh, what what the hell, man? Like, uh, what what made you start this podcast? What would you wake up one day and you go, fuck, I've listened to a thousand Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> I might as well try my hand at it. You know, I've wanted to start a podcast for a long time. Like, even when I was at the radio station, I kind of wanted to, but I didn't have the need to because I had a voice already. I was already on the radio, you know? It was like, all right, I'm already doing something. A podcast would be cool. I'd like to start it, but, you know, didn't quite get around to it. Then I moved out here, didn't have the radio station anymore, and was kind of getting the itch, like missing, missing having a voice. You know, and missing being able to help out bands, missing being able to uh, help out comedians and, you know, just talk to people in the entertainment industry. So it was main, partially to fill a void, partially something that I've wanted to do for a very long time and partially something that I was like, if I don't do this now, when the hell am I going to do it? Get off your ass and start recording some podcasts. Fuck, fuck yeah, dude. That's that's exa- that's what everybody out there who has some sort of dream, just do it. Just, I sound like fucking, what the fuck is that guy's name? Just do it! You know, just like, oh my god, I'm having a, having a mental fucking breakdown over here. What the hell is that guy's name? He's, lo- he's, lo- he's, lo- he's losing his mind, too. Um, God. Oh, you know, uh, was it like Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, or yeah. You just I, do it. I, that guy's fucking nuts. Full of that got created into a big you know? meme, man. But, was... uh, but no, the thing about it is, is, dude, you are doing it. You're putting your podcast out there. Looks, I'm looking at the fucking uncontained iTunes you know, podcast thread here. You got seven fucking episodes. Dude, these are the fucking nuts and bolts of what you're doing. By the time you hit episode 25... Holy shit, man, this is going to be a fucking damn show. I fucking can guarantee it just by talking with you right now and the motivation that you have in your voice, you know, this is going to turn out to be something really cool. And that's like I said before, like I said, I want to help. So, you know, that's something that that, that I want that I want to do. It would be fucking cool to help you fucking do the nuts and bolts parts, the media presentation of the of the podcast, you know, because uh I think that I think that that's something that people need to need to with a new podcast. You need to see that the that it, it's just as good as anything else they might want to listen to. Thank you, man. Yeah, definitely. And also another piece of advice that I actually have to throw out is um, like what kind of took me a while to put this podcast out was because I was like, dude, what if this doesn't live up to what I did on the radio and kind of get in the imposter syndrome? You know, and you can't you can't let that stop you. You just put something out and then you'll build on it. I believe it was like the founder of Amazon. I think that I I could be wrong in quoting who this goes to, but uh, he had to quote like, if you are not embarrassed by your first product that you put out, you waited too long. Oh, my God, that's great, because I because I'll sit there out with my bands like I've done this in the past. I'll, I'll, we'll be sitting on a record and we'll be like, all right, well, 
you know, let's get this out to the industry. Let's send it out to record labels. Cool. Let's send it out to booking agents. Let's send it out to, you know, our publicist friends. Let's send it out to everybody so they can hear it. And let's get a response back. And then let's wait to see if someone wants to help us. And then let's wait to see if we can't get this song on the radio first. And then let's wait to see if we can't get a couple of shows booked. And, dude, just put it out. At this stage in the game, we don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the money to fucking throw behind a record. Put it out and fucking work your ass off to promote it. That is, that is the marketing game that I live in. You know, if I had if I had some money, dude, like like a couple of ten thousand dollars or whatever, I'm sure we could market your podcast into being one of the one of the big fucking amazing things. It just is like, you know, you, you it's that's not real. You're not going to fall into fucking Scrooge McDuck's fucking chamber of gold coins. You know, <laughs> it would be nice. But uh, so you, exactly. But you so you got to do the work. So. Man, I, I love I love this shit, dude. I love I, I really do. So that's why I'm really stoked to continue to fucking chat your ear off about uh how how we can help uncontained become one of the one of the front runners, man. Like it says right here, inspired by Mark Marin, Chris Hardwick. You know, like those are fucking huge podcasts. All my buddies listen to both of those podcasts. I, I really admire their interviewing style. God, hell yeah. How they can just go in there and just like talk. Like what I do is I have like bullet points that I want to hit in case there's a lull in the conversation. But what my goal is, is to be able to just feed off of you, the guests, you know, like get you talking about something. And then you're like, oh, I did this and this and this. And then it's like, oh, how did you get to that from this point? You know, go a little bit deeper. So that's what I want to do. I want to keep it as conversational as possible, just like they do. You know, and, and you listen to uh, and Duncan Trussell and Ari Shafir. You listen to that shit because you're a Rogan guy, too, or what? I have not listened to those guys. I I listen to I listen to Rogan. I just never have time to finish his podcast. Oh yeah, because they're like eight million hours, you know. I know it's like, oh man, I just got through the commercials at the beginning of it. I do like that he puts all the spots at the beginning, and then the rest is just the show. But uh, yeah, like I, my commute each day is about an hour, so that's kind of what I have. I, I, if you haven't, if you haven't, fucking go listen to Ari Shafir. The seven minute shit joke. I swear to God, man, that if you haven't heard that shit yet, like now, what a great fucking time. And he just right down your alley, man, like of your style of comedy. Right on. I will have to definitely check that out. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, actually. Ari Shafir, seven minute shit joke. Yeah, huh? you can just type in seven minute shit joke and I'm pretty sure that it comes up. <laughs> All right. I have to check that out. Now, this show, Uncontained, the title, is basically a, a lot about what we have been talking about. Uh, Uncontained is breaking free of the people who tell you you can't do it, you can't start your show, you can't be in a band, you can't make it, and going ahead and doing it anyway. And I ask this to all my guests, how do you live uncontained? You know, every every single day... I feel I live I live that mantra. I I will just leave it at that, man. I I do it every day. I fucking am all in. I people are telling me, dude, you need to do this or that or the other. You're fucking getting older. You should have this or that. Well, fuck off, man. That's that's your life and your ideals. I have different fucking, you know, ideals and wants and needs and 
you know, all I have to say is that this podcast is fucking awesome. I'm glad that you can bring together this community of people that are uncontained. And, you know, I hope to be fucking on your podcast again because I hope to fucking hear it grow and see the fucking things happen. I think you do a fucking great job, man. Well, thank you. And hell yeah, we'll have to have you back, Jan. And, uh, Send some of your bands my way, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Let's do it. We'll fucking have all my bands on this motherfucker. I'm not sure how entertaining they'll be, but we'll fucking find them. I'm I'm just... You're their manager. Prep them. You know, they're... (laughs) Exactly. Here's here's one thing that I hope happens from from this podcast is I hope that you have a great time. I hope a lot of people listen to it. You're one of the fucking nicest fucking dudes. I'm so glad that I got to do this today, fucking, because I fucking miss you, man. What the fuck? I'll have to come see you sometime. Yeah, as I said, get an off-date show as you come through the Bay Area, man, on your way up to Oregon. We'll have to have to hang out. Hell yeah, man. Um, I guess my my I guess this might be the last of it here. So I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say my piece and then let you say yours, and we'll fucking wrap her the fuck up. You know, I appreciate people who want to do something with all of their heart. And I appreciate people that go fucking all in and do stuff that, you know, uh, isn't really looked at as a traditional way to do things. And this podcast is an example of that. Fucking my manager fucking style is a fucking, you know, an example of that. My bands fucking is, are an example of that. All the comedians that you know, and fucking all that type of shit, examples of that. And, you know, without people thinking outside the box, we would literally all be robots and automatons and fucking people who are just, well, I go to work, I go home, I go to bed, and then that's it. That's your whole fucking (laughs) life, man. Like, fucking A, dude. Like, get, wake, wake up, you know, stop being a fucking zombie Stop being a fucking cog in the machine and do something you love and risk your fucking, you know, some shit. Because without risk, there is no win. It's like if you're going to gamble and you bet a quarter every time, well, you're not going to win very much money. But if you bet the fucking house, dude, you, you might double up. You know what I mean? So that's that. That is true. That's, that's pretty much what I wanted to say. And I really appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. You had a lot of great advice, and it was awesome catching up with you, Jan. Um, thanks again. Look forward to having so, you on sometime in the future. And what's up? Do I do I call you a static man on this on this thing? Is that or, or Render or Aaron or you know? All three of those work. Uh, if you want to do them in like all together or Aaron static Render, whichever one you want to do, I'm fine with that. Um, when I started doing some stand-up, it basically went from just, like, the moniker Static to Aaron Static Render. So, you know, it's all good. Either way. It makes it easier to Google. Because if you go Google Aaron Static, there's a DJ named Aaron Static like that does, like, house mix type stuff. Uh, if you Google, like, Static Render, you get, like, static rendering things for, like, computers. God, so, you Aaron get Static this, Render. You should get this Aaron Static on, on your fucking podcast. Like, you should be like, oh, oh, I'm trying to do an Australian accent because he's from Australia. 
All right, mate, you should come on my, my podcast. Yeah, That's fucking horrible. But uh, Is he from Australia? Yes. Yeah, I'm looking at a SoundCloud right now. It says Melbourne, Australia. So, um, God, he's not really all, all – some of his songs have like, holy shit, 58,000 listens. That's awesome. But Wow. Uh, but in any event, man, I, I really appreciate it. Uh, Render, dude, you've been a, a really good friend for a really long time, and I'm glad we were able to link back up here. And like I said, man, fucking I'm going to badger you to get better at this podcast, just like uh, a manager would, you know? Awesome, dude. I appreciate that. And I want you to sign us off of the show today. Uh, basically, just sign it off by telling people to live uncontained at the end. So it'd be like, this is Jan Powers. And you're getting, you know, you're getting me to do a promo. Cut a, cut a fucking promo here. Uh, cut a promo or just sign off. I don't know. If- you know, this 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 is uncontained podcast. And I want you to know that if you don't live your life uncontained, you're fucking living your life inside of a fucking box. So fucking live your life. Do what you want to do and make fucking uncontained podcast part of your daily lifestyle. And you'll it'll help you along the way. This is uh, Jan Powers signing the fuck off. Aaron Render, I appreciate your time. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks again to Jan Powers for being a guest on Uncontained today. If you're a band or a comedian looking for a manager, I'll post his information in the show notes so you can get a hold of him that way. And as always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share in iTunes or whichever pod player you prefer. Share it with your real friends and your digital friends. You don't even really have to know them. Just get out there, share it. Spread the word, and until next time, live uncontained.